Polyhedron is a production of Simulacra Studios. You can find us on Twitter at SimulacraRPGs or at PolyhedronCast. If the visual medium is your thing, you can follow us at Simulacra TV on both Twitch and YouTube. If you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash simulacrastudios and sign up to be a patron. Hello and welcome to Simulacra Presents Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast. I am your host, Matthew, and as always, I have my two other friends and two little black boxes. Ryan? Guys, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm a little sleepy. I just got up from a nap. It's okay. It's okay. Naps are important. Naps are important. And Scott? It's okay. Take totally legal stimulant. <laughs> Insert. But Scott, how do I get totally legal stimulant? <laughs> well, you just go to not the dark web. <laughs> oh, it's just that easy. Not the dark web. Sorry. All right, we'll stop. We'll stop. <laughs> Hello and welcome back, everyone. We're in a we're in a rare spirits today. This will be exciting. We actually have like things to talk about. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. we've got an agenda and everything. Yeah. Shit. Was this 2015? Uh, <laughs> anyways, hello. I don't have show notes, so I don't know yeah, what you're yeah. talking about. We haven't had show notes since 2015. Fuck it. But, Scott, how has your gaming and or other entertainment been? It's been good. I started my Aeon game, which has been great. We've had two episodes so far. You can definitely catch that out on the YouTube channel. Playing in your Aeon game, which is fantastic. Loving it. Um, Spicing it up a little bit. Yeah, the, the new pack, the new uh, DLC for uh, Solister Crown of the Magister came out. Poking at that a little bit, a little tactical CRPG D&D. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been playing Witchlight, which is fun and whimsical. Oh, so fun. Much whimsical. Much, much whimsy. And I I finally got to play, play the Big Dune board game last oh, yeah. weekend. Yeah, that's some fun shit. Like very like complicated. The one I have or a different version? Yeah, the one the, the old the old like from the 70s one that they refurbished. So yeah, that's been super that was super fun. And we played kind of a getting to know the game game. Yeah. Uh, that we weren't able to complete, but it is very fun. That's that's very cool. It's very asymmetrical, but once you get a couple rounds under your belt, you, you can figure out what's it going on. It starts going. You start mm-hmm. getting it. One solid game of it, you're good. Like mm-hmm. th- from there, it just gets you can make it as complex as you want it to after that point. Yep. Yeah, and Ryan, what about you? Your gaming and other entertainment. Well, I just got back. Well, we got back from Fractured yesterday, and I've been, I didn't sleep much, so that's why I've been so, so unbelievably sleepy this last couple of days. Yeah, I've been very, <laughs> I was very sleepy all day. So that was fun. Good week. I just beat up and a little tired from yep. that. Well, let's see. I wish like good. I'm still running my D&D game when I, when I have the energy to do so, which is, you know, looking like every, every two, three weeks, depending. Yeah. What else was I doing? Uh, don't know, man. Oh yeah. Aeon's good. I, I wooed at that. Yeah. I, I changed, I changed one of my aptitudes. So I'm a little more happy with how it would, I think it fits a little better than what, what, what I was up to. So yeah. Yeah. You, you, you fell into a theme, Yeah, I got which, a, is, I got, which is cool i like i, I like that i like i got a doing. thing now yeah yeah i got a thing now as for me i am knee deep in my am game now which is great they're about to hit the, the big twist which <laughs> they already kind of know what's about to happen but they don't know the who's and the why's and the, more of the details which is great the i've been playing a absolute metric fuck ton of elden ring still i'm at 140 hours as the recording right now. golly I've only okay. Well, you you've done 
you've got 70 hours before more than me my man well i fucked around a lot like there were times where i was just like well i'm gonna spend two hours figuring out what weapon i want to fucking use now because like if you're like don't jive with your build if you're like i want to try something different it's a little involved to switch like if you're going from the ground up i definitely have like five or six weapons that are all at like levels at, at like 17 plus 17s yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and a few of the weird ones that are plus you know somber ones that are plus a sevens that i just kind of switch in and out of depending on what i need and just if i'm whatever i'm feeling i did a lot of respecking respecking was both like my my blessing and a curse for me because it's like hey i got all the options and play with all the toys right oh no what toys do i play with first that's why most people just do three playthroughs. I, I didn't want to. Like, I wanted to, like, get all of it because I'm not putting... Well, I probably will. But See, probably the, will. Problem, <laughs> the problem is, Matthew, <laughs> is that yeah. the way you're supposed to do this is you take a thing and you just take it to the end of at the, the hundred, hundreds of hours, 100 hours of Elden Ring. Then yep. you do your other two playthroughs where you actually plan ahead. <laughs> where I know what I'm doing. Don't pick up every fucking thing. Don't go every fucking place. I have gone just... every fucking place. I have done everything. Exactly. So now you know what you don't need to do for a certain type of character. And that's yeah, how you do correct. your next runs. You yep. you literally like, I'm going to be a this. And then you yep. go get the shit you need for that and nothing else. Yeah. But I'm still having, obviously, a lot of fun. <laughs> we are soon, just because life is getting in the way, we're almost done with fucking Mad Mage. We're almost done. We are like two sessions away at the most. I'm excited, both excited to finish it, to complete it with my friends, and to, because there's probably another gamer online game I'm going to be joining sometime in the near future. Get some sort of ta- achievement tattooed on me. Yeah, no, no, 20, 20, like a big, tw- like a D20 or something. <laughs> Mad Mage, boom. Yeah, Mad Mage for life. Mm-hmm. Mad for life. Another um, bit of personal gaming news. Yeah. Uh, as of literally like 15 minutes before we started recording, I booked my first paid GM gig. What you, what you run and congratulations. I'm going to run Aeon. Okay. That's cool. Uh, just awesome. People, people contacted me over on Start Playing Games, and they sound interested. And so it's just two of them, but I might throw it out there into the wider world to see if people want to play. Uh, well, that's so, a good way to connect people who also are interested in the same type of tabletop so, games. That's uh, awesome. If you're listening contemporaneous, April the 30th at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, there'll probably be a couple of slots out there. I'll put a link in the show notes. Yeah. Pay me. Is it going to be like a monthly thing or? Uh, no, it's going to start as a one shot. Generally, oh, okay. generally, my philosophy for this sort of thing is if I don't know you and if I'm not haven't played with you before, I'm going to we're going to start with a one shot. It yeah. might grow into something more, yeah. but I, I, I want to make sure that we're, we work together before anyone commits to something or, you know, we, we start building something that's not going to really go anywhere for, for any number yeah. of reasons. Listen, we've talked so much about tables and mm-hmm. how they work. Yeah, dude, you got to get it. If it ain't right, it ain't right. Like yeah, you don't yeah. want to waste your time on something that isn't I, right. I actually think that's an extremely smart way to do it, Scott. I, I yeah. thought about like, just do a one shot, make some yeah, exactly. characters or some idea you have, put some. And, and if you find everyone's having a good time laughing, Make it making good jokes. Yeah. Like, okay. I will we continue can, we... to take their money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, why not? Yeah. It, it's something I enjoy doing. It's something I, I find I'm, I feel I'm pretty good at. And, you know, hey, if I can get it started, I can get it started, you know? Get that shit of you. <coughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. And my final piece of gaming news I've been playing Pokemon Arceus. 
but mostly I, I don't pay any attention to the story at all. I just catch the Pokemans and listen yep. to Knowledge Fight. That's all I do. <laughs> so I listen to Alex Jones be disgusting while playing a game about cute little pocket monsters. And it sort of offsets, mm. you know. They just declared bankruptcy. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that, I wonder that, why. That, yeah. $50 They're million, dollars, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Definitely. You definitely owe that right, suddenly very much right now to some, yep. some random corporation no one's ever heard of. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's going to, he might just, he might just go to jail. If not for the defamation, for the, for the, for the wire fraud. Yeah. Well, just, well, he's got a whole civil thing to deal with. And then through more investigation of the civil thing, it may be found out, wow, you've actually done truly illegal things. Yeah. Well, trying to hide your money, trying to hide your assets during, especially like default when your assets are on the table. It was pretty funny during the most recent one about formulate it called formulaic objections. The the during the deposition, the lawyer was like, "Listen, I'm not saying you, but I'm not trying to tell you what to do, Mr. Jones. But you should probably sue your lawyer because that is an asset that we can, in fact, take." Hmm. Because yeah, your lawyer thinks he's like, like if you think after this is all said and done, you can sue your lawyer and get money back from them you should you know that's resources we will take from you as a piece of advice you can totally sue your lawyer for how badly they fucked you here and we'll take their money nice (laughs) also as an asset it's like that's pretty funny that's some blood in the water kind of like everyone's got a knife exactly it's like listen i'm I'm pretty sure your lawyer is a piece of shit too mr jones (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, let's talk about other more pop culture relevant things. Uh, in the but, news, we got a whole whole slew of things. I think the first thing we're going to talk about is it finally happened, guys. Watsy, Wizard of Ghosts bought D&D Beyond. A lot of people, when, I, when the response was, and I know they're not, guys, they're not us. They're not us. They didn't already? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like, yeah. Most people, that's most people. Okay, they're mm-hmm. like, I thought that was already the same thing. Like, no, it wasn't. Why do you think you have to buy the books twice? Oh, most people just kind of accepted that as because because they're monsters. That's yeah, what, that's, you know, yeah, yeah. corporate <laughs> capitalism, man. Like, yeah. why else? Why else do you not just have the book on D and D Beyond if you buy the fucking physical thing? Yeah. I didn't know that for fucking years that they weren't owned by the same people. So I just accepted that they were monsters. There were there were there were some serious cross contamination. Like mm-hmm. they these guys in DD Beyond and Watsy knew each other. I bet some of them were former Watsy people at some yeah. point. Yeah. And well, I would like to congratulate Wizards of the Coast for purchasing all of that valuable user and marketing data. Yep. Yep. And if please, they didn't uh, have their hands on it in some way before, they certainly have their hands on it now. And they please have... uh, don't make the product worse somehow. Yeah, don't make it worse. Make it better. I, I, I think really it's like over. It. I think it's Just... overall a, a positive thing. Mm-hmm. But they didn't spend that much money for D and D Beyond. They, they they spent it because D and D Beyond is a wealth of user data. It's uh, basically live QA all the time, forever. Well, it's definitely it, what people are playing. Yeah. What people are using, people how often they're using, leveling up. What modules, what books they're buying. Yep. What, what what they can even get that at the degrees like what pages are they using in certain books mm-hmm. more often than other and other other things. Like so just 
I hope I hope that they do the I hope they do the right thing and make it so you know you buy a physical book you get a digital book. If they did Uh, that, I would be like, okay, lifelong customer still. Absolutely, you know, yeah, like even more so. Yep. Um, I will definitely buy all the physical books, of course. Absolutely, but yeah, so hopefully for that, hopefully we'll use to include the game. I think you know, I I've been I've been watching a couple of things about like this situation, who's benefiting what. And like you always have to keep in mind that there is a big difference between Wizards of the Coast yeah. and the D&D rules team. Yes. The D&D rules and like development team, good beans. Like generally good beans. They put out a good product, but they are part of a much larger machine that is mostly about lifestyle brand and like Magic the Gathering. Like yep. that's where the majority of the money gets churned out. Yes. So let's all be thankful that there is a small team of good beans putting out good stuff as part of that machine. Well, and also, if I remember correctly, recently, like the CEO of Wizard of the Coast was a D&D guy. Mm-hmm. Like he got elevated to that position, which means and the amount of money they've made on D&D is starting to eclipse a lot of the other aspects of the company, like just the profit. The, just the profit they're making off of it, which means Watsy is becoming D&D. Like, it's, it's just absorbing more and more of that, which is good, I guess, from a, from a if you like D&D, yeah. but it is going to become an all-encompassing thing. I do like D&D. I may not feel like playing it much as, as much as I used to, just because I've played so darn much. But, you know, still love it. Still, yeah, still you know. Suitsa, and we got 5.5 coming out. That'll be cool. Soon. Moving on from a from a mostly positive, positive but only slightly nebulous topic to an actual pure evil topic. Mm. Some motherfuckers trying to make an NFT RPG out there. I I haven't read those articles. I don't uh, care. Oh, it's just dumb. it's it's absolutely as stupid as you think it is. It's like, hey, wouldn't it be super cool if we made a game where every instead of just like a GUID that is perfectly acceptable in terms of like identifiability and non-fungibility is replaced by something that burns hundreds of acres of trees like wouldn't that be cool something that you know and that can't be a mouse on updated a, or, instead of, or or fixed or monitored well the thing is that's the dumb part right because it's like whatever it is so okay you're so they're going to generate what they said is they're going to generate 10,000 quote unquote random D&D characters whatever the fuck that means and then assign them rarities like every other pump and dump scheme so it's like okay well when you say random it's like okay does get so you're going to like ooh this is a tiefling so it has more money because sexy like or something like i don't know what do you mean random but and then all the pieces of equipment apparently are going to be nfts it's like are we talking about like magic items or are we going to talk about like kitchenware like what are we talking about here and oh yeah that's how you keep it's like so you've made adventures league but it kills the planet congrats that's so dumb unbelievably stupid it's like pentex level shit it's it's yeah it's kind of crazy it's like why why couldn't you just make like oh because roll 20 already existed i guess i don't know like it's like it's like but we we already have these things it's called dnd beyond it's called roll 20 it's called these central databases that we can talk to a company and if there's a problem an issue it can be readily solved because that's one of the advantages of having but, a central authority but how do you know that when someone trades at an adventures league and give someone one of their items they actually erase it from their sheet oh <gasps> 
I don't fucking what? care. Maybe <laughs> we should burn down an acre of trees to make sure that that transaction is legitimate. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're, is... we're not going to name it. We're not going to tell you what it is. We're not going to put a link to it anywhere. It's yep. dumb and it's stupid and it shouldn't be. Yep. <laughs> We've talked um, about exactly what pieces of media you should watch to tell you exactly why this is dumb if this yeah, hasn't convinced you <laughs> moving on yeah moving on moving on Ooh, yeah spicy hot new thor trailer we got as a day of recording oh yeah it, it is colorful it is vibrant it is a vibrant midlife crisis for thor it is taika waititi it looks like our good boy our our, our thunder god is out in the universe with the with a little bit of the guardians but also with like his other buddies, people he's interacted with, and he's trying to find himself, everyone. He's getting in shape. He's looking to find his purpose. And that's what we got. It's a really fun trailer, and at the very end, obviously, the big big sort of stinger moment is A, we have a reconstructed Mjolnir. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell it was put back to... It is not whole. It has been forged back. And Jane Foster is wielding it, and she's in the full Mighty Thor costume. Like, she right there Looking pretty badass. Looking Looking cool. So, and and Thor looks very surprised. Indeed. Well, I'm looking for Thor. Yeah, someone's got to do a Thor. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, obviously, I'm looking forward to a multiverse of madness coming up. I did see. I did see a Spider-Man No Way Home. Well, then you're ready. Then I did. I am ready. Um, I hope. Are we ready for that part? (laughs) All right. So, are we done with the news, everyone? We got a couple. big topics we want to cover so the only other bit of rpg news that i think is bears uh mentioning is that they've announced the beyond the ring supplement for the expanse rpg cool. uh, which i am super interested in not only for it in and of itself but because apparently it has like a co- like a space colony like you know one of the, the thousand worlds you know system they have a system for building those colonies very cool very uh, cool programmatically yeah, very cool. so i'm i'm looking forward to that because that would be useful for a number of games but yeah, let's start talking about bullshit. All right, what bullshit do we want to start with? We we, we said last time we were talking about cartoons, but this man down here, Ryan, has just seen No Way Home. And, and I did not, and for, I, I liked it, I mean, sort of, but there were things in it that were unforgivably stupid. Like, <laughs> the writing on it was probably some of the worst writing in, that I have seen in an MCU movie in a long time. Like, in, give us an example if you can pull one off the top of your head. Why? Why did there also have to be a train coming when Mer- when MJ was falling to her death or some some character was being damseled, they were falling and Spider-Man snatches away and then a train was also coming after I had this. It's that kind of thing. Why did Doctor Strange f- just immediately jump to it's totally cool to mind, mind wipe the entire fucking planet? Like why was that a why was that a reasonable thing that Stephen Strange would think to do? I, I would it, I it, would it, give you give you some of that example right there is after you mentioned it to me off 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 recording, I I did ponder that for a little bit going. What what wh- why does he like a Peter contrived. Parker? Why does he like Peter Parker enough to try to update his spell four times? Why when he got the box that would solve all their problems? Did he ask permission to use it after he had specifically expressed how bad the whole situation was? Why did he ask this teenager's permission to do anything? Why did he 
let this teenager ask him for things. They're not really friends. They've <laughs> barely spoken. It's not like, why save, is he Spider-Man doing did this? Save his life. He did save his life. Yeah, but like, he okay, but did he have to be a fucking idiot? Like, no, I'm just the I'm Sorcerer just Supreme was acting like he had had a lobotomy, is what I'm <laughs> saying. Also, why were they why were they shoveling the snow? Why were they shoveling snow? They're magicians. Like, think <laughs> of magic snow. It wasn't. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta get your hands dirty, man. You gotta remind yourself how grounded you are. But regardless, points taken. So, so that all of that, and then at the later on, after spoiler, 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 Aunt May dies. Yeah. Um, and Toby Maguire's Spider-Man is being like, well, maybe she. Maybe she died for a reason, basically. And it's like, okay, I know you're the gritty, gothy one, but that's still pretty fucked up, dude. Because P- Peter was like, yeah, maybe she did die for a reason. It's like, well, she didn't have to. You know, <laughs> she didn't have to. But I will say that it, it does help put some things in perspective. Also, you got to remember, Tommy McGuire one is the one where he saw Uncle Ben die in front of him because of the things he didn't do so i i, I know put a but, lot of but meaning it, behind those yeah but like it's not necessarily okay from a from a purely cosmological multiverse perspective you can you can it could be argued that they're in the life of one peter parker there's a fixed point where someone he cares about fucking dies and yeah. it breaks him that is a fundamental aspect of who spider like if Spider-Man is to exist in this universe, this must happen to them. And I'm like, okay, but that's weirdly hardly hard deterministic for a multiverse movie. <laughs> like, well, it's, it's like it's, it's the Bruce Wayne. You don't get Batman without his parents. Dead Something parents. Something happened to his parents. But that sort of fights the idea of a multiverse in the first place that but, it's a fixed point. But Scott's been waiting patiently to say a few things. Sure, let's, I have. Let's, let's, well, okay. I'm not discounting your points. I'm not saying that you're 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 wrong and your tastes are obvious. Your tastes are your tastes. I think but Matt and I fucking love the movie. Yeah. Um, but so I will say, like, as Matt said, they you know they were in a life threatening situation together. He's Peter saved his life. You know they fought a mad god together. They they died together, and and were resurrected. My my friend boys in Christ. That's fair. That's fair. And. So I, I, I can see there being a bond formed there over that. You know, I could see Steven like, you know, saying like, oh, this kid just lost a father figure. If your answer for me is you, if you, Scott, believe that Stephen Strange is as arrogant as that character was being, I will genuinely believe you because Stephen Strange oh, yeah. is a character of arrogance. Arrogance is one of his, his greater faults. Yes, but I thought is. that they had worked on that a lot. Yeah, I, I mean, they- I... I will say, like, I don't think it's that surprising that a wizard shows hubris. No, 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 absolutely. Stephen Strange is a very arrogant character, but I didn't think he was like, oh, sure, I'll just mind wipe everyone I know every once in a while and the entire world just because I feel like it. Also, we had a weird party arrogant. Like, mm-hmm. you know, But I also he... think that, that, it, that plays, and this is more long-term thinking, they bring it up in the chiller from Multiverse of Badness, where Scarlet Witch is like, I do it, and they call me a villain, and you do it, and they call you a hero. Like, she's specifically calling out that that bullshit right there. That 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 arrogance, that thing that, that Steven decided to do is like, why is it okay for you to do it and not for me to do it? 
but did he have the script for the one for did, did the person directing that scene and writing that script know what was happening in no way home when they were writing it yeah, like probably probably i think yeah. i i given the nature of the, the mcu i'm pretty sure that they share notes pretty regularly maybe listen i might come back to this because like here's what i'm gonna say i thought the the movie looked good it was pretty funny like no there was plenty of actual funny moments I yep. thought the choice to fight Electro at the Statue of Liberty was a weird one. I thought that Stephen Strange waiting for permission to hit the but the Dooley button when he could have just hit it and fixed the problem without asking permission. That was a weird choice. However, I do know that we're going to get a lot of weird shit in the next one. And maybe after the next one, a lot of the other stuff will be put back into a different light or a different context. Maybe it was a completely separate universe from 66. We don't fucking know, actually. Like, maybe that wasn't even 66. Mm -hmm. They could tell me that and be like, oh, fair enough. Or 626. <laughs> 626. There it is. Sorry. And so I'm like, okay, I'll come back to it. And if, you know, it's not like well, I hated we're, everything we're, about it. It's just those things like were very said, distracting. There were things you did enjoy. Um, I yeah. think there oh, were things yeah. that we all enjoyed. I love that they basically, I think being Scott talked about this, like they closed out the big Spider Man arc, like of all the Spider Man arcs, because yeah. they basically, like, you know, the not the Tobey Maguire, the Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield ones, like, we really didn't get closure on that. Okay, here's our closure. Tobey Maguire, we get to revisit him. He, we get to see what he's been up to and sort of like, and everyone gets to have their moment of like bringing it together. And what I absolutely adore is at the end of the movie, they make Sp Peter Parker, Peter Parker. They give him a reason of being a poor, like, down on his luck superhero who lives in an apartment in Queens because he's no longer the heir apparent to Stark Industries. I also have a number of stuff. questions about the mechanics of how that spell works with print media <laughs> and digital media. Because does it backwrite all media throughout all of history and make this person never have been? Like, if, that's... if it affects the multiverse, I'm pretty sure it affects reality itself. Well, I guess well, there might be some clarification on that because, yeah. like, that's a big one. Like, if yeah. it's just... now Spider Man. Now, interestingly enough, and Murph pointed this out, it's like it's not that Spider Man doesn't exist. People know that there mm -hmm. is, there should know that there is a Spider Man. Yes, it's just that Peter Parker ain't him, and Peter right. Parker never they, existed. The dots have never got connected, right? Between them, no matter how much evidence, and, and probably a lot of the evidence got removed. Yeah, but I it... just adored at the end. Yeah, sorry, Scott. Go. Well, there's probably a there's probably in in regards to print media and like digital media, there's probably a lot less about Peter Parker than yeah. there is about Spider Man, and all the Spider Man stuff is still out there. It's just the majority of information about Peter Parker that was out there in the world has been snipped and excised, which is you know let's let's pretty big. Pretty weird and gross that he did that they did that they did it, but still, because you know, it, don't, it shouldn't probably mess with people's memories. It's pretty yeah, gross. I, I agree with you. That is an uh, effort. That's a very and and if which might be why when someone there's a line, it's like the greatest danger to this multiverse is you, mm -hmm. which is like, yeah, I'll agree to that. He did that way too willy nilly, guys. Like he yeah, thought that yeah, was yeah, fine. Yeah, I, I think I think the big hubristic moment was doing the thing in the first place. Yeah. what they had to do to fix it i don't have that much of a like an ethical concern because you know wiping out some minds before in wiping out some minds to fix 
the whole reality shattering and becoming unwoven. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a fair trick. But doing the thing in the first place, hubristic, to say the least. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I enjoyed it just because of the lovely closure to all the storylines. They basically have a way of just putting Spider-Man down for a while and being like, okay, he's good. You mm-hmm. Tom to Holland can go do some other stuff. He can go do some other stuff. Tom Holland can go do other stuff. Spider-Man's in a good Spider-Man place because that's where Spider-Man should be in New York doing New York stuff. But but I don't think either of you have seen it, but I cannot recommend everyone everything everywhere all at once more. I would like I, that movie I, is unbelievably good. And I'm going to also be watching the Batman after we get off of here because it's on HBO. I was the Batman you, is also good. Two, you dropped the Batman on uh, HBO Max right I now. Try, I tried to watch it earlier, but I think too many people were watching it, so it wouldn't load. <laughs> oh, yeah. Too many Batmans. I've got I I've had a long some long thinks about the Batman, and I really do like that movie. But I've got some I got some notes. I got some. Notes yeah, on that that's movie. what I felt about the Spoderman. Yeah, no, no, I get you. It's I like I like that movie, but I definitely have some notes on storytelling and cadence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, back to back to Spider Man real quick. As much as I sort of sort of saw it coming, I didn't. I did like the. The death of it may felt earned in the context of what was going on. Well, Peter at least took it on that it was, in fact, 195% his fucking fault. Indeed. The fuck did you just trust Norman Osborne to just be walking around? Like, <laughs> like look, no, seriously, guys, I'm fine. Like, no, you're not. Like, well, you're a fucking well, monster. Well, like, I also like the idea that that was the, that's what Aunt May was teaching him. It was like... yeah. Be merciful. He's to totally fine. To risk and heal people, you have to take risks. You have to show, like, unimaginable compassion. But they had no real example of, like, who Norman Osborn, that character was. What they were interacting with. They definitely had Doc Ock being like, this guy is fucking monster. He's crazy. <laughs> like, Spider-Man fought him to limbs. the death. And Toby, yeah, Toby McGuire knew, knew what was up, but... So, the fact that he just, like, yeah, let's let him walk around. There's no way that his other personality isn't just waiting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did like the scene when his, like, spider sense ramped up to five million. Yeah. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I was like, what? When it was going on, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Oh, he... We had to have a moment where he realizes what's going on. I really like... I liked the... Yeah, the the the... The closure of you know Gwen Stacy's death moment, yeah. the redemption moment. I thought that was really powerful. Yeah. The you know Tom Holland Spider Man fighting, beating the shit out of Green Goblin, that and Toby cool. Toby coming in to to hold his fist back. I think that yeah. was beautiful. It's Great. not worth it. It's not worth it. Like yeah. no, um, let him have I, this. I, let I, him I, have it. Yeah. Also love that they were talking about Spider Man things, just throwing out like Spider Man, mm-hmm. and just, they're like, you could shoot out of your wrist. What? <laughs> what? what <laughs> they're all looking at each other like that's weird you know anyone who liked kimmy schmidt probably had the too many spider-men song <laughs> in in their head nice. the entire time i know i did i really like speaking of norman osborne i loved his his seduction of the other villains mm-hmm. i think that was just pure willem defoe goodness of just yes. like why why be fixed when you can still be gone yeah, well, I like, oh I, yeah I, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. Everyone, all, all the, all, everyone who's playing their villains were doing the thing. They were doing mm-hmm. the thing as fucking hard. Like Alfred Molina was doing, doing good. Like, Croc was fine. You know, Flint, 
Flint Marco was doing good. Everyone was doing nice, nice on yeah, that regard. I, I enjoyed it just because it just, just the, the seduction of like the idea that these are that Spider-Man's villains are just mostly just powered people with trauma and that they have to be dealt with compassionately. I enjoyed it. Although they will say they did say that if those people would try. All right. So in this arc though, if we're going to take the ultimate compassion route, it's like you must show ultimate compassion until they fuck up again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then it's time to get dirty. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you got to save lives, right? Well, well, that's that's teaching the, people that's, to draw the line is a good thing. I, yeah. I, I, you know, it's like, hey, give people the second chance. Don't don't give them a third chance. No. <laughs> don't give them uh, chance. But that's the other Spider Man's problems. So, and yeah. There wasn't too many Spider Man. There wasn't too many Spider Man. There were no, just the right amount of Spider Man. Just the right amount of Spider Man's. Thank you very much for making that Spider Man. I need to get it. I need to buy it. And I need to watch it again. I technically own it. Yeah. Because that's how I had to end up, you know, finally watching it on streaming. I'm like, all right, 20 bucks. That's cheaper than going to the theater. So so let's talk about cartoons, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, man. Centaur World. <laughs> I love that. That is on my list. I have not watched it. I have watched like the first oh, five minutes. My. And it was God. weird. You, and I was you like, did I'm yourself not into a, this right now. Yeah, you, you really need to, to get into Centaur World. You absolutely need to watch the whole of the first episode. Yeah, because that gives you the right mix of whimsy and silly and fucking dark and very sad and beautiful. Very and, sad and beautiful. And the and the same. Listen, people, I am not a person who enjoys musicals. I do not watch musicals. Very rarely do I sing songs from media I've watched. Centaur World, however, I have enjoyed all of it. Certain jo- certain songs and jokes have made it into my lexicon. So if that speaks to anything, to any quality level, yes, there you, you have it. it. Sad and beautiful. All I could think was, oh, so we have a BoJack Horseman situation. There's a little bit of the horse in there. Okay, yeah, good. Because uh, that's a series I just kind of been wanting slightly to dig, put my toes only... in and go back in. And also, Scott, there's a final, there's only a one final mystery that they left unanswered. Oh, Whatever happened to West Covina? What did happen to West Covina? And Matt, you'll just have to find out what that means. Uh, I guess I will. Because you're going to get, because it drove me nuts and it'll probably drive you nuts too. So Centaur World, good. I think think we can all agree with that. Uh, I doubt we're going to suggest anything, anything that's bad. I can't think of it. No, I mean, if it's got, if it's dripped to us, the the internet culture has already decided it is proper. So we are, so we're in the clear there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Right, okay. Noted. So the next one that uh, I mentioned last time, and we wanted this what sort of spurred the thing is Ryan and Scott introduced me to has been no uh, hell, hell of a boss. boss, hell of a boss. That's all, Scott. I hadn't seen shit of it either. Okay, I, uh, okay. I knew no, Busy I Pop know. had been a thing. I just had yeah. never sat and watched it. Yeah, hell of a boss is great. Yeah, I was absolutely. Like, and it so for those reason, like my wife Linda, she watched it with us, sort of, and then she got kind of got into it. The next day, she because she had like, oh, I'd seen the episode, I thought it was good, and then like the for the next week, she was like binging it and like looking at dissection videos and like getting into it and telling me about it. And I was like, no, that all tracks because what it reminds me a little bit about it is a much more matured uh, and curated experience of like, I hate to say this when My Little Pony was like the thing mm-hmm. because it was both colorful, exciting, and interesting, but also willing to go there in well, the context had... of, of a kid show. And also 
it was very very it was it was a, one of the queerest things i've seen in quite oh, some yes. time so yes. queer and in a very in just the best way like mm-hmm. unrepentantly clear words that were not my words did in fact call solace and blitzo disaster gays yes and which i didn't know was a thing but when it was said to me i'm like i think i know what you mean right but just yeah but then but but what what hell boss does is like it just brings that into a modern context and like oh this is for adults we're just stripping it this out entirely not for kiddos at no. all too much no tongue too much tongue for kiddos too much tongue too much blood too much uh ramp violent <laughs> gay sex so violent that they have to bleep it mm-hmm. <laughs> Even this where, show, where one is actually a demon, is disgusted about all the things that are being described to him from a from a sexual partner, and so it's like, oh, he's like crushing the bone, melting it down, making his dog eat it, and like, knowing that he's gonna have to do it all, knowing he's gonna have to do all of it, but also just like the weird reality because there's yeah, it a gets, it gets it, emotionally real. Yes, it's emotionally real. It, these characters are complex. Even though the first episode is very like lightning paced, it's the pilot. The other ones slow down. They get you a little bit more into each character. They sort of gives you more what's going on with them. And world building. Great world building. Just excellent world building. Yeah. So it's it's a Vizzy Pop. So it's part of, there's two different series that are set in the same universe. Has Been Hotel is another one that had a pilot, but has been sort of churning in the back scenes. And it's, I believe it's either going to be Netflix or HBO. I forget one. Net, I think it's Netflix is picking it up. Or yeah. Can, yeah. I can't remember. Linda told me and I forgot. Yeah, it's, it's one of the, it's a streaming service is picking it up and it's going to have an actual like show show. Yeah. Uh, that's it's going to basically be re it's going to be relaunched you know it's not going to be the, exactly the same thing as the pilot yeah. uh, that was released on the on the internet so it's it's getting it's getting all the bells and whistles and spit and polish so i'm looking forward to that but hell of a boss is all on youtube yep. and just delightful like it is demonic fun like it is very just one more very episode crass. In the first season yeah we are still due uh one episode from this season yes yeah, yeah. and the, the second part of the finale is still yet to come out but it's been a been a hot minute so yeah. hopefully it's going to be fucking amazing yeah it's, it's a very good now hell of a boss same people very different feel mm-hmm. going for a different different style of an ensemble piece because this has to do more with like the world itself because they put a lot of ticking clocks on the plot as well as like can a demon be redeemed or can a sinner be redeemed yeah, well, that, that's 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 has been hotels deal. That's that's why that's why I said has been hotel, but hell boss is more about the shenanigans and the relationships of the little imps and demons and people in their in this business because they have the rare ability to go to Earth whenever they want to. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which uh, how that how that works? Who does that? And other you know, other than them, and how all that works beyond them is actually not still to their credit not super well fleshed out and that's fine that it isn't like they yeah. don't need to like give an entire like no here's how the economy of hell works too let's spend the, you know all this time it's like i'm sure we'll fu- i'm sure they'll imply later on like what other people get up to how other demons or imps get to he- get to earth if they need to to do right. something because they yeah. can't be the only ones mm-hmm. and i adore that the imps the main characters are so tiny they're actually really small like they you are. see them and you're like 
oh, the, the because they're all like proportioned to everyone else. It's like, oh, you're you're normal human size, and the hellhounds and some of the other demons are just really tall. No, they're human size. The imps are just really tiny. <laughs> that is adorable, adorable as fuck. Yes, uh, this, yeah, are. the character design is just stellar. Yes, like even very, though uh, like everyone. Distinct. Everyone is very distinct, even though like the three imp characters are clearly of the same class of being. Uh, they're very distinct, as well as all the other imps. And then like the humans and the the humans who have died all have really cool character design. Yep. And of course, the king of character design is Stolas. I think yes. Stolas's uh, character, his, the way they present that terrible owl man in all of his forms and glory, is just sadness and so good. And I just like he has a daughter and they all have British accents and it's so delightful. It's so delightful. And they have, they're going through a divorce and it's terrible. And it's but a very, very messy, messy situation. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. messy situation, but it's also adorable. Yeah. So yeah. Hell, uh, hell boss. Go check it out. If you haven't, like I was very pleasantly surprised when, and voice acting is very good. It's mm-hmm. all solid. Everyone all has such solid. nice singing voices. Yeah. We got Zim in there. The voice yep. of Zim. So if you like Zim. Yeah, you can definitely hear it. I had to go, is that in the- Is that motherfucking Zim in there? Yeah. Yeah, so other cartoons, other cartoons and animated things that we enjoy. I mean, we could talk about some anime, but- I haven't thought about, I haven't watched any other stuff that applies- to this category of thing. I've watched a couple episodes of my Dress Up Darling, which is the kind of the, the, the one of the hottest properties from spring anime. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it is, it is a rom-com and it does have legitimately the best waifu. The, the, the main, the main girl in that is, is to die for in, in all manner of, uh, of, she's like, you know, a super popular girl who falls for a geek and like, she's, she's more assertive and aggressive than he is. So it's just, it's nice. It's nice. The other, I haven't watched, besides Hell of a Boss, there's been a lot of animated stuff I've watched super recently. But I would always recommend, if you haven't watched on Netflix, Love, Love Death, and Robots. Oh, yeah. Sit down and watch those two seasons. They are good. They're funny. They are very intriguing. Some of them, I like season one more than season two, but they are, both seasons are well worth the watch. Oh, yeah, I watched Our Flag Means Death. But that's oh, not yeah. animated. Moving away from cartoons. Yeah. yeah that, I watched that the first couple episodes of that. It's delightful. Wonder, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Just charming. Very funny. That's on HBO. Yeah, it's on that's HBO. A, okay, okay. Is it is it a series or just like a mini it's a, series? It's a series. It's like eight to ten episodes, I think. Okay. Okay. I didn't also, know if you're if you're if you have HBO Max, uh, the show Ghosts, which got remade as an American ensemble TV show, which but started as a British one. Is fucking great. It's ghosts. yep, ghosts. It's about ghosts. It's about bo- trying to fix up a haunted house, and the rules of the ghosts are actually pretty, pretty solidly made clear about how they function. And there's just an entire cavalcade of ghosts. It's it is very much literally they could have been at Bly Manor or you know Hill House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like no, if you die on these grounds, you're stuck. Like that's how that works. And each of the ghosts have their own little weird weirdnesses, but they're all from different time periods, including one who's literally like a Neolithic settler who's, who, sir, who worships the fucking moon and is like still around, but likes chess because, you know, why not? And up to the most recent prime minister who, <laughs> you know, 
died of a cocaine overdose or autoerotic asphyxiation in the house you know <laughs> so it has that kind of like range of characters but anyway our flag means death however is not about ghosts it, it, it but it does have taika waititi as blackbeard and it's fucking amazing indeed it is about a man Hitler, and it was surprising indeed man's got some range back to cartoons for a bit uh, the <laughs> new season uh the, the new the second half of the, the new season of young justice is yeah. rolling i am so far behind i i do need to sit down and watch you re- you matthew really need to watch this shit because it's fucking great yeah uh, I, I i loved young justice when it first came out i was amazed that it ever got a revival yeah after like season one mm-hmm. and i'm like and it's still going yeah this the the new season the one that that's that got brought back it brings the focus back on the original characters okay cool uh, so you really get to to bring but but the the newer characters are still out there and and doing stuff and this is the the first episode of the new arc of the the the, the arc the, after the the break that they had yeah I, I i hesitate to say this because it's it's one of those things that you should immediately like get your hackles up when someone says it yeah but the first episode was way too woke way too woke like every other minute they were bringing up some social justice issue or like hot and button thing and just cramming it all into one episode everything after that they it, it, it was all more diegetic and, and weird but it's like climate change islam being queer you know all this stuff done, okay my question here is was it done well no no, oh, it wasn't. No. Like that, uh, like pretty sure that's why Scott's mentioning yeah, it. That's what I, was like, I, I wanted to make sure it was like is it was, not, like I didn't think he was gonna throw that out there if they had done it like yeah, super it, uh, super it, cool. No, it, it was just there was just so much of it, and it was it, so much of it, and the fact that there was so much of it meant that they were just basically surface level mentioning these things for the most part. They went a little deeper on a couple of issues, but there was so much going on and like they were, they were establishing plot beats and then mentioning a, a new social justice issue and then developing a form of more plot beats and then mentioning another new social justice issue. So it was just, it, I think it would have been fine. It's just, it was, it, it smacks of like an old school PSA. Yes. Like, but we're cramming all the PSAs into one episode. Yeah. It calmed down significantly after that first episode but I don't know, like, it was really, like, it was pandering. Like, it was pandering in how, and how, like, yeah. superficially woke it was. That's, that makes me sad, but it, mm-hmm. as long as the rest of the season is better, handles it better. But I have to, to add the caveat of fuck anyone who has a serious problem with it. Right. Like, the, yes, those things all belong in cartoons. They just did it really, they just did it poorly for this one. Yeah, like if you're gonna do it, like make one issue an entire episode, mm-hmm. and do it well, and write it well, and make the characters work within that that sphere for a little mm-hmm. while. Like it would have been a lot better. Like it would have been a lot better if they had teased out all of those subjects over the course of the arc, mm. and like found ways to weave it in more better. But they just front loaded it into the first episode, and then the rest of the arc was just like superhero crap. Yeah, they're generally better about that because I remember that's what I liked about Young Ghost mm-hmm. was there was a lot of subtext of weaving the personal plots 
with the arc overarching plot of the of the season and just kind of weaving them and making people make these decisions. Also, Young Justice being very good about like we actually have stakes in this world. Like you feel for these characters, and when we do things, they're basically permanent. Like yeah. there's some serious shit that we get into, and we don't we don't mess around. Yeah, I mean, overall, it's a great show. That's just that one episode, like the like the fifth time they did it, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" It's just, it was just jarring, right? Yeah, like, it was just jarring. It was it was jarring and, and weird. Yeah, that, uh, I mean, just... I, of course, like be as woke as you need to be, like mm-hmm. do representation, present all the problem. But if you're gonna do it, man, don't fuck up. Like, don't because then you make us all look bad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, you gotta, you gotta treat it with a lot of respect, and you gotta make it a thing. Well, yeah, and don't, like, fucking pour it in there as if you're just trying to, like, fill up your, your woke bucket, you know? Mm-hmm. Punch, get your punch card. Yeah, I've got my, I've got my 10 free wokes. My bingo, know, or my, I did my, my 10 woke wokes. bingo card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we got it all out of the way. We can, yeah, do something else now. Yeah. Back yeah. to punching. Back to yeah, punching. Back, to, back to punching. All right. Exactly. Yeah, any other cartoons and anything else before we wrap it up, gentlemen? I think... You, you, have, you have drained me of all media that I have, that I have witnessed. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll talk, about, we'll talk about the Batman next time. Like a little bit of DDL. Get your, get your hot take. Because Be your hot take was different than our take of Spider-Man. So I expect the Batman to be very similar. Like, I, mean, we'll I'll pro- I mean, I'll probably like it. And I'll probably have some shit about it that I think was stupid as hell. Be- because, you know, they've done done it now. It's like, listen, man, you can't release 25 superhero movies and, and not expect me to start looking at them with a critical eye oh like, and, and i'm so sorry just looking at the calendar audience the next episode is just before multiverse of madness mm. oh. not after just before it's like mm, are mm. we gonna be able to talk about it afterwards Mm-mm, nope nope we'll see so we apologize but definitely the episode after that oh yeah after that about multiverse of madness so be prepared so from everyone here at polyhedron Go where your fun is. Go roll some dice.